Welcome, everyone, to the show which apparently never ends, otherwise known as The Wonderland, or perhaps even 20 minutes of your life that you'll never, ever get back. That's nonsense, of course. The show does end after the 20 minutes is over, obviously. But, you know, it might be more accurate to call it The Boomerang. Not because I'm Australian, but because it keeps coming back every two weeks. Is that a bad thing? Or is that a good thing? Quite honestly, people, I have absolutely no idea. And I'm not really in a position to say. Because I don't have to listen to it, I just have to create it. But I can honestly say that I do enjoy doing the show. And apparently a few of you out there also enjoy listening to it. So, what the hell? I'll keep it going for as long as I still have a pulse and half a brain. So far, so good, it seems. Hmm. Anyway, speaking of still having a pulse, I was on a tram in Zurich a while ago when I happened to casually glance up at the emergency safety information sticker thingy on the window where it mentioned the SOS emergency number or something like that. Now, before I get carried away with this, I think we need to put this subject under the appropriate spotlight for closer examination. And we have at our disposal just such a spotlight here. And that's theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm gonna tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome to Theory Time, where my personal take on something is displayed for your consideration, amusement, derision, or dancing pleasure, depending on what floats your particular boat, so to speak. Anyway, back to this SOS emergency number sticker on the tram window in Zurich. The thing that struck me about this, but fortunately not hard enough to cause any injury, was the SOS anagram. And yes, we know what it means and why it exists, but I wonder if we've ever really thought through the words that it stands for. Save our souls. I mean... If you want your soul saved, shouldn't you be looking for a church rather than someone to physically rescue you from a hazardous situation? And here's the thing. Looking at this from a religious perspective, if you get rescued from that hazardous situation, it's pretty likely that your soul was either in mortal peril anyway or not before that moment. And so the fire brigade or the police or the ambulance people coming along and saving your life is not apparently going to make any difference to what happens to your soul. Unless, of course, the officer attending the rescue just happens to be an ordained minister who is able to absolve you of your sins before you croak. And then you'd have to be Roman Catholic because I don't think that stuff works on Protestants or people of other spiritual persuasions, as far as I know. Anyway, look, I would like to suggest that we come up with something other than SOS. Something else. You know, what about something like H-E-L-P, question mark. Okay, I know it's one extra letter, but at least it's a word. And I think it would make a hell of a lot more sense to the English-speaking world. And as for the rest of the world, well, they can just get used to it like they got used to SOS, can't they? I would have thought so. But there will be those who won't be very keen on this theory, however. 
Two which spring readily to mind would be ABBA, who had a huge hit with a song called S.O.S., and Sting, who wrote a song called Message in a Bottle, containing the very memorable line, Sending Out an S.O.S., Then again, the Beatles hit pay dirt with a song called Help and even went as far as to make a movie of the same name. So I think musically, battle lines over this issue have already been drawn, whether anybody realises it or not. Now, some of you might reasonably say to me something like, Jeff, if it's not broken, why fix it? And that's absolutely fair enough. As a man, and ladies, I think most of you will agree with this, I have an uncontrollable desire to fix things. And I do not necessarily mean actual physical things around the house, because I'm completely useless at that, as my wife knows full well. But I do feel the need to at least suggest these useful alternatives for outdated or archaic expressions, which I think we need to change up to something befitting the highly advanced and increasingly questionable civilization we live in. And quite frankly, the word help seems perfectly appropriate to me. This is what I know. Theory time. And that's today's helpful edition of Theory Time, all done and dusted. We are now at the part of the show where it's time to hear some music that you've probably never heard before and from someone you've probably never heard of. Which to some of you might not seem particularly interesting, but bear in mind... Even the most famous musical artists in history were, at some time, completely unknown. So, you know, this could be a defining moment, or not. Anyway, today we're going to hear a song from the Lofthus, the brainchild of English singer-songwriter-producer, super nice guy, Mark C. Cole. It's off the new album, Northern Tales, and this one is called All of Your Love. Take a listen. Yeah. 
And that's all of your love from Lofthus. And you can hear the rest of Northern Tales and other Lofthus music on any of the major music streaming platforms. So check it out. Now, if you're a regular listener to The Wonderland, you will be aware by now that the tone of the show isn't exactly... How can I put this? Uh, Serious. For the most part. And our next segment confirms this once and for all. So let's get stupid with some more. Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. Kevin, let me be the first to welcome you to Good Times and to say how good it is. Oh my God, Jeff, that's so, Uh, it's so nice, man. It's so great to be here, wherever here is. It's great to be here. In cyberspace. We need some... Re- Can you put reverb or is it like delay? Like cyberspace, space, space, space. That would be great. See, that was great. That was like analog, digital, whatever, whatever there. Jeff, can we get to it? There's only... There's, we're limited, man. We're always limited by time. What do you want to say? What is it? What are we doing? Uh, okay, here's okay. The, what I want to say. I want to ask you this. I want to ask you, why do people say stuff like, I can't honestly tell you such and such and such and such why do they have to put the word honestly in there i mean do, do they think they can dishonestly tell us and that that would be okay i mean can, come on kev bring some of your wisdom in bring it in man bring what? it in beep beep so beep, back beep, in. beep bring it <laughs> in back <laughs> in come on exactly beep, well beep, beep, um i think it's to it, it's like a reassuring themselves that what they're saying is true okay so if that's true and i i i'm, I'm with you completely on yeah. this that would mean that that person believes that somewhere in their mind there's a possibility that they could dishonestly tell that person whatever. Well, I think in general they are dishonest. So that's why they have to say right. they're honest. So it beefs them up a little bit, makes them feel good for like 10 seconds. Yeah. You know? But I think it's also I think it's also a tell. It's a tell, Kevin. Like when somebody also... Yeah, it's a tell. Also, when, when somebody says... Um, they're telling, telling a story and, and I really mean this, you know... To, Oh, do you? So you didn't mean anything beforehand or what? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's exactly right. Now, I actually got that from you years ago because really? I remember one of your greatest, yeah, 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 one of your greatest comedic points used to be if I'd said something like, well, let me honestly tell you, and you'd say something like, can you dishonestly tell me first? Because that'd make make it interesting. Did I really say that? You used to say things like that, which I found quite amusing. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine it was that intelligent really ever. <laughs> no, it never will be, but it was interesting nonetheless. And, and I can honestly tell you that I found it interesting and dishonestly I could tell you a lot of things that just wouldn't be true and that would be okay as well that would be okay dishonestly yeah 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 exactly imagine like dishonestly I really find you a terrific person or imagine oh I got an even better one yeah try this saying look to be perfectly dishonest I find you an absolutely awful ugly person and if the other person is really listening, they will say, oh, that's very sweet of you. Thank you so much. Because they will have heard you say dishonest. And that will mean it's the opposite. So this is, when you say dishonest, it means it's the complete opposite, right? Yes, yes. So from now on... That's interesting, isn't it? Kevin, I want you and all of our listeners to go out into the world, to go forth, to go up to your friends, for example, <laughs> and, inst- forth. and instead of saying, look, I honestly think blah, 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 blah. Get the opposite and go, I dishonestly think, blah, 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 blah. And see if you can also just go and see if what happens. You, what you mean just go see what happens. Like Yeah, but that that wouldn't be any fun, Kevin, because without mm. words, there are no fun. Uh, there is no fun. Yeah. 
There, there are I no just fun. said there are no Without words. There are, there are no, no fun. fun. Exactly. So, yeah, sorry, folks. I'm a bit. What is that? It's early in the morning, Kevin, is what it is. Now, I'm going to briefly touch on another on another one, which we are going to touch on very much in the next episode. There's a episode. lot of touching going on bit here. Bit of touching, yeah, absolutely. Is that, a, now, is that a bit of a touchstone? Okay, then? a bit of a touchstone. Now, Kevin, it's basically, do you know what a deity is? A deity? Um, the word's not a nightity. It's, it's not a, a nightity, so oh, it must be a di- deity. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Nightity. Yeah. Why, why did it's I? It's the opposite. You're talking about opposites. I am, yeah. So, nightity. Nightity. Okay, if you the opposite. If you a couple of drinks in, Do you know what it I'm, would sound like this. Nightity. And the other person got nightity to you, too. Anyway, so. I was out last. I was out yesterday, and I wasn't sure if it was nightity or deity. Okay, there you go. All right, no, but seriously, Kev, a deity. Okay, a, de- a deity. A deity is, is, is like, somebody who's like a, like a king or a queen. Not well. A, there's a deity, sort of, but it's or, or in this case. Let's call it a god. Yeah. So anyway, Kev. No, what I'm talking about is yeah, more like a god. A god is, there for example, are. in Christianity, you've got uh, Jesus, for example, God, um, and all of the yeah, like Buddhism, you've got Buddha. And in Islam, you have Muhammad. And like all of these religions right. have their, you know, their God or, yeah, their leaders. Now, these are known as deities, right? So here's my thought. They're leaders. Um, if I reckon I would like to start a religion and have the deity called Trevor. Right. Trevor. And the reason for this, Kevin, I'll tell you why. Because, yes, because... I think let's have a normal name. And after all, Why, the major religions, Trevor. none of them are opposed to people naming themselves after their particular deity. Like there are guys called Jesus, lots of guys called Muhammad that I know and that you know. And there are people called Buddha. There are people called Shiva. Um, and there are probably also people called, for all I know, mm-hmm. Yahweh uh, or Jehovah. They're probably right. No, maybe not. But I don't know. There could be. But the thing is, let's do it the other way around. Let's come up with a deity first, Trevor, and then start a religion called I don't know Trevorism. What does it signify? What What are the principles of the religion? It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Truck driving could be uh, truck driving or plumbing. Trevor, Uh, what do you think, Kev? About that concept. You think it's wrong? You know, it could be wrong. Oh my God! Let's man. talk about this more on you the next what, episode, because I think we have to. I think you're right. Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev, and Little Kev and myself will be strapped to the microphones once again in two weeks' time for more weird and wonderful wisdom on the next edition of Good Times. Humans are undeniably inventive we're also reinventive as in we have an uncontrollable urge to reinvent things to suit changing times now there's nothing wrong with that and i think you would agree and i think it's absolutely fair enough but i think this tendency has led us to an age in which life often seems like one big fat competition because it pretty much is And with all that in mind, we're now going to stumble carelessly into our next regular segment, namely... Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. Just as I have often been rightly accused by my kids of 
being inclined to make a sandwich out of pretty much anything, I have come to the conclusion that humans are destined to make a competition out of everything. Now, I think this goes way back to prehistoric times when the concept of survival of the fittest could be taken very literally, and competition for just about everything was pretty much a necessity slash foregone conclusion. You know, two hungry humans, each armed with a stick, fighting to the death over an apple or a chicken, that sort of thing. But my big question for today really is, are we addicted to competition? Is life a competition? I guess the essence of my rhetorical question is whether we're subconsciously competing with everybody around us a great deal of the time, whether we need to or not. As a musician, it's always bothered me that something creative and subjective, like music, art or entertainment, can be turned into a competition involving winners and losers. This is also why I have absolutely no desire to watch or be involved in anything remotely resembling The Voice, The X Factor, Idol, or any other contrived reality TV thing, ultimately designed to make buckets of money for its creators, and of course the network, whilst pretending to be altruistically promoting unheralded talent. Now, I'm going to resist the risk of digressing at this point and banging on about just how fundamentally awful I find these shows to be, but I just wanted to mention that as an example of why we might even be, at a genetic level, addicted to competition in areas where it's not appropriate, not necessary, and sometimes socially counterproductive. In non-subjective and more easily quantifiable areas, such as sports, intellect, and making money, competition is not only inevitable, but mandatory, and so obviously I can't really have any problem with that. But what about life? You know, just being a person, born into a particular body, into a social environment, in a particular place, raised under particular circumstances, and subjected for quite a few years to elements and situations beyond your control. Now that doesn't sound to me much like you're in training for anything except perhaps 80 or so years of being on planet Earth and having a pulse. And yet, there's often this subliminal suggestion, born out of whatever, but exploited very successfully by manufacturers of fashion items, as in everything from clothes to cars, that we must compete with one another. And so I give you the Bling Olympics, in which we constantly joust with one another on the level of appearing flashier, trendier, cooler and more fashionable, regardless of the cost and effort involved. Now that's a competition, a duel of sorts, isn't it? Not exactly to the death, but probably quite often to the impoverishment. In the Bling Olympics, though, there are no gold medals or silver medals or bronze medals or any tangible rewards at all, other than the feeling that we might be perceived by some as momentarily of more value than someone else. Until a bit of time passes, of course, and suddenly we've been eclipsed by someone else again. Seems a bit of a waste of time, doesn't it? On the other hand, I suppose it doesn't involve being hit over the head with a stick. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that was indeed thought of the day, and we've come to the end of our Wonderland rainbow for yet another fortnight. Although, sadly, no pot of gold seems to have turned up yet. Anyway, thanks as always for your company on today's show, folks. And thanks to little Kev 
for taking time out of his busy schedule to help us make our Good Times segment the legendary phenomenon of improvisational stupidity that it is. We certainly couldn't have done it without him. And of course, I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. So take care of yourselves and one another until we meet again right here on The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Wonderland.